My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Even with that, that townhouse site that I mentioned, 36 townhouses, we were set, that's what sort of got me into, uh, it gave me a little bit of a taste of sort of the real estate side of things, I guess. So, so we even were doing some off the plan sales, selling the projects um, ourselves. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we'll continue the conversation with accomplished property investor and developer Anthony Spagnolo. We hear about how his mindset has changed to grow his property portfolio with more under development. He also talks about how he saved almost $500,000 when buying a property by thinking creatively. Over the years, Spagnolo has invested in a number of properties and in order to keep doing this strategy, he buys and sells some of them. He has held on to six properties and plans to sell off more in the near future. Well, I've got, I've kept, uh, yeah, four, uh, five um, duplexes and I've got another site under construction. Um, uh, so that's, yeah, that's as well as my, yeah, my, my home, I guess. So. That's six properties plus then hopefully at the end of the year there'll be two to two uh, an extra two on top of that. Yes, may have to sell another one or two or whatnot to keep things going. Um, and then we also yeah have some land for in west yeah Western Sydney for future sort of um, yeah residential sub uh, subdivision I guess. So. Although Spagnolia doesn't necessarily have a doom and gloom story about his worst investing moment. He does recall a project that has had significant delays. A project that I mentioned, some duplexes in Epping that were completed this year, probably had delays through Parramatta Council just because it had was like essentially on a hill where we put basement parking and the drain and the whole process going through council. They had a, a, a committee, I guess. So you submit things to a board, but then they didn't give us notification to make amendments so that essentially they sent back the file and we had to resubmit so that that was another drawn out project I guess that um, yeah cost us a fair bit of time like probably six months to eight months maybe just through the council. Spagnoli has to think creatively when picking up properties in order to create the most profit especially when the market is booming and there is a lot of competition. 
I thought outside the box in this case. That was in 2017 or, or 18, I think, that we purchased that one. I was going to auctions, missing out on every every property that we're going to. Just the market was booming. I think it was 2017. Um, so we picked up that property for 1.9 million. Uh, it had a house on it. It was on a steep, quite a steep hill. Uh, so I went to a few auctions and everything was going for two, the mid 200s. One a couple of streets away went for 2.750 from memory. So I found this other um, site. I knew it had challenges that you needed to, a lot of excavation was required, the yeah, suspended slab. Um, so essentially it's come out, at, like a, looks like from the front, like a three level with the garages below. Um, yeah, there was probably 200,000 extra build costs um, each side, so maybe three to 400,000, I guess. So I picked it up for 1.9. I, I said even if it costs like uh, another two to 300,000, I'm still ahead from what the, um, what the other sites were selling for at the time. So I was a little bit, I was trying to th- yeah, think creatively, I guess. Um, it's a and, it, and it turned out to be a product because you can sort of slightly increase the floor space ratio as well by having the garages underneath um, and utilising yeah, a little bit more of the land. So um, I think it still worked out in the end, but it was um, a complex build and, and, yeah, lucky I sort of had the right architects and sort of, yeah, builders on that job. Once again, the build probably just, uh, we had copped a little bit of rain the build probably took another three or four months longer than expected as well. So just throughout the project, that was a cha- like, pretty challenging one, I guess. So. And where is this property now? I'm holding that one. Um, just uh, essentially, if I hold something, I try to hold it for over 12 months as a minimum. Look, if I can, as I mentioned, create a cash flow business as well to try and, yeah, yeah, allow me to sort of hold hold more along the way, or that's the aim anyhow. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, as I was saying, keep it for 12 months for capital gains um, reasons, I guess. Also, yeah, um, yeah, you may be, if you're doing it as an investor and not as, uh, I guess, as to turn over stock, you're not classed as an enterprise, no GST implications, so essentially, I'm not looking at it as a, yeah, as a enterprise to keep um, buying, selling, and or sell prior to off the plan or whatnot. I yeah intend to build and hold strategy, refinance if there's profit in it, and essentially get some funds out to help um, with the next project. Spagnolo believes that even due to hurdles caused by COVID, this property is still making profit, and holding on to it is just a matter of time before the next deal. I was getting like 950 a week in ride. Um, uh, I was projecting on these Epping ones to like sort of get 12, 1300 a week. Um, and uh, just due to COVID kicking in now, of sort of, of, of put long term tenants in for $1,000 a week in one, $1,050 in the other one. Um, I actually, the company, a, 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 a a connection of mine who was doing executive B&B stays. So I actually sort of fit the places out um, and had some 
had some good bookings and then COVID hit and then we still had the places furnished. So we had some doctors that were working in a nearby hospital taking um, one month at a time at the start of COVID. Um, however, yeah, everything, the whole uh, rental market has been affected. So it was, uh, with the borders closed and, and whatnot, um, I didn't find that people were travelling because it was essentially executive B&B stays. So it was more so for corporate people that were working interstate for a longer period with a couple of weeks. Not that it was only um, pigeonholed for for people working. It was also people wanted it for accommodation and whatnot. So um, the projections were really good. And we and the ride the ride one was actually in a similar sort of setup. I just I was thinking outside the box to manufacture a little bit more income. And projections were showing that you could essentially double your your um, income in year two, I guess, because it works on reviews and and a whole a whole lot of factors, I guess. But it just I was um, not that I'm a risk risk taker, but I had confidence in the model, I guess. But um, yeah, had to re reassess and. Pivot, I guess, just back to normal, the normal leasehold. Yeah, not getting as much rent as um, as in anticipated, I guess. However, it's enough to still maintain it with that without me have, having to tip up, uh, tip tip in as much or that much, I guess. So. Although he holds onto these properties for capital growth. They do need money to sustain them and during COVID, this has been a challenge. They're still negatively geared, I guess. Um, obviously, I, I work with a lot of clients, whether it's investors or uh, and uh, whether it's ones, uh, investors that I have here in New South Wales. I've also got a partnership with um, some guys up in Brisbane that, and they, we get like good wholesale stock up there, whether it's house and land, off the band, jewel locks. So, Obviously, if you're going for a cash flow play, um, I think yeah, uh, Southeast Queensland is a really good option and very affordable. However, I'm just um, at the moment, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit. I would be investing, up, or even we, we sell um, or purchase for our clients some NDIS properties as well, which is have really good yields. So yeah, it all depends what strategy um, the specific uh, client is after. I guess we can cater for that. Spagnolia says that although he didn't start out his property journey following a specific and sophisticated strategy, he always stayed educated and explains why. I knew I was in the property development space. I wanted, to, I liked that space. You could see that you can, that's where you can make money. Um, and also, you just through some seminars, I guess. Always realized that uh, if you can do the DA yourself, even though the first one that I did was already DA approved. I could see a way to intrinsically create some value, which was, as I mentioned, um, changing it from three to four better and changing the design, saving on build costs. So I could see where I could sort of um, manipulate things a little bit to um, create some some extra uplift. Um, yeah, it was more so just a bit of education on, on what is required to, yeah, Essentially, if you buy something already DA, it, it may not have as much in it. But if you can do the DA process yourself, then you can obviously create a little bit more of that intrinsic value. So 
Although Spagnoli has educated himself in many aspects of property investing, he admits he doesn't know everything and surrounds himself with experts. I hire the right people, yeah, yeah. Like I've got a, a really good um, art or architect. They've got a big firm. Um, some town planners we've worked with, like I had worked with previously um, on our large scale projects. So I had access to the right people. Which it's a, it, my advice to anyone would be get the right people around you because obviously you can't be an expert at um, everything. So just get someone that you feel comfortable with, but also do your due diligence and make sure that they they've got the capabilities to. Um, give you the best uh, service possible. He has created a niche for himself in the development space and doesn't see himself rocking the boat in the near future. Until he brings things up a little bit, he's happy to follow a rinse and repeat strategy. I've seen the shortcomings that can come from partnering with um, sort of uh, yeah other partners in projects, I guess. Yeah, my father has a business partner um, you often you may not see eye to eye with your partner. So whilst I can keep it sort of um, uh, manageable, just doing my own thing, I'm happy to just keep going small, uh, sort of a bit of a rinse and repeat sort of process to a certain extent. But as you create more um, sort of sort of more of a portfolio, then potentially I can see that. Um, yeah, maybe go go sort of some larger townhouse sites, or just yeah, the resi space is something that I understand. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to just sort of proceed this way and just see where it takes me. I guess. So. Coming up after the break, we hear about Spagnolo's role in many development ventures. Yeah, more so just running things. Uh, behind the scenes, I guess, contracts administration, um, going to site meetings, uh, getting prog- uh, yeah, progress updates, I guess, just um, making sure that the project was um, sort of running to schedule. Um, and then, as I said uh, previously, you wear many hats. How important it is to delegate? Just sort of managing it from afar because I've got yeah, good. Um, someone good and faith um, and trust, I guess, in that, in my builder on that side, I guess. So what motivates him to continue doing this work? My biggest why would be probably just to prove it to, my, to myself, probably prove it to, essentially yourself is number one because I knew that I could, yeah, I, I was, I wanted to achieve more, I guess, and, and it's just self-fulfillment. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Spagnoli explains his role in the development of 36 townhouses in Weddell Park that he took on two or three years ago, which ultimately prompted him to get another license. So essentially, yeah, we didn't have builders within the business prior, so we would um, tender the projects out um, to other builders. We had through our network some some good builders that we we knew personally and whatnot. So um, yeah, more so just running things uh, behind the scenes, I guess, contracts administration, um, 
going to site meetings, uh, getting progress, uh, yeah, progress updates, I guess, just um, making sure that the project was um, sort of running to schedule. Um, and then, as I said uh, previously, you wear many hats, I guess. It's the financing aspect still because it's a sort of a family business. So it was, yeah, getting finance at the beginning of the project. project. Um, and the initial, yeah, the DA process, getting working with the architects design on the design and um, getting the best prices, I guess, going out to tender. So, uh, yeah, from it's basically from, uh, yeah, the whole way through the process. The only thing that I probably didn't um, didn't have as much expertise in was actually the sourcing aspect of the sites, which is um, where I've developed myself at a later stage, I guess. So, and even that that townhouse site that I mentioned, thirty six townhouses, we were so that's what sort of got me into. It uh, gave me a little bit of a taste of sort of the real estate side of things, I guess. So, so we even were doing some off-the-plan sales, selling the project um, ourselves. So got a taste for, for that side of things. So the, yeah, also obviously got my real estate license along the way. To, to I need that as a, a credential, I guess, in the, in the property advisory buyers agency business. So. How does he manage his time between the buyer's agency and working on his own projects? I felt like I was juggling. Um, sort of stepped a little way, uh, stepped away a little bit from the family developments, and and we're, and we're sort of that slowed because we had just some uh, some redevelopment. Uh, we just for some reason we had, uh, ended up with three or four sites that were either in the DA process or one for rezoning. So we didn't have um, projects where we were had actively going. We've just had one start um, sort of this month, yeah, last month, the one that I mentioned about the good side in Mingerberry. But um, just with my own sort of business taken off um, in, in this space, I've sort of stepped away, I guess, from the that side of things and just sort of essentially look after my own portfolio and projects and I've only got one, one project um, sort of under construction at the moment. So it's I've got a good build. Like it's under my license, but I've got a, a, a like a, another builder who's sort of project uh, essentially, yeah, running the the project for me, I guess. And I'm just sort of managing it from afar because I've got yeah, good um someone good and faith um, and trust, I guess, in that in my builder on that side, I guess. So it makes it easier for me to focus on, yeah, essentially you, you make it sound like a lot, but I've only got sort of got, yeah, that project, the, the clients I'm working with, and I've still got a little bit of um, interest in the other things going on, I guess. So. With an exceedingly strong work ethic, Spagnolia continues to add more to his plate, building up his portfolio, and strengthening his relationships and reputation at his buyer's agency. My biggest why would be probably just to prove it to my, to myself. Probably prove it to, essentially, yourself is number one because I knew that I could. Yeah, I, I was, I wanted to achieve more, I guess, and it's just self fulfillment. I get. Uh, so that that's probably my why. It's been a family, you know, supporting. I've got three three beautiful girls, so. Four, if you include my wife, so um, <laughs> so that's yeah, just more so yeah, just um, 
setting goals for yourself um, and pretty approving it to others as well. Okay, like, like yeah, I've, uh, my father's sort of been my mentor all along, and you just you, you just want to show that you're yeah capable of achieving success. Spagnoli understands the importance of having people around you that you can learn from, as he is always trying to better himself. I've always did just uh, had other people that I talk to. You can never can get never get enough knowledge, I guess. Just other people that are experienced and and sort of uh, yeah, you pick their brains and 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 sort of uh, no one specifically um, that I'd call a mentor. Uh, Probably in the last, since I've had the property advisory business, I worked with some like a sort of coach in the digital marketing space just to get my business up and running. And now I've got a good friend of mine that's made deals in the um, digital marketing space, and he's sort of become sort of like a, a mentor, I guess, in getting this business up and running and off the ground and strategy. And so, yeah, yeah, that's been um, a good experience because you got someone to lean on. So, not only does he find learning material in various resources. He also brushes up on his mindset by looking to stories of inspiration in any capacity. Just a whole heap, I guess, listening even to podcasts, um, yeah, a whole heap of property books, uh, mindset sort of books. Um, probably, I take, uh, yeah, Brendan Brochard's uh, uh, Success Habits. Um, uh, yeah, I'll do a daily journal and yeah, just I think setting goals. I think that that that's it helps solidify um, where where you are, where you want to go, and just keeps you on track, I guess. So um, probably another yeah, book that I would say was David Goggins. It's more of a he's a former U.S. Um, uh, Navy SEAL um, who has also run ultra marathons and um, had the world. Uh, record for most amount of chin ups in 24 hours. So, just just uh, that's like a, success, a like a motivational sort of book that, and I've yeah done a couple of uh, half marathons myself last year. Just getting inspired from from reading that book, I guess. Uh, that's uh, one one of true grit and um, yeah, really inspired me. I guess. So. Spagnolia also finds that exercising daily helps him stay focused and motivated. This also requires him to keep routines, which is important in his professional life, and pushes him to do better. Are there only halves? Are there only halves? I was planning on doing a full one this year, but sort of, I still keep keep my running up to a certain extent. But COVID hit, and yeah, then I sort of probably slackened off a little bit. So, yeah, well, the, well, daily exercise as well, I think, keeps me on in some routine, whether it's the gym, boxing, running. I was always into my soccer, football, like so it's daily. Daily exercise keeps me sort of um, focused, I guess. So, what would he say to himself 10 years ago? Would he do anything differently? Probably put your head down, buckle down a bit more, stop uh, stop mucking around. But nah, um, probably just uh, self-educate earlier, I guess. I've, like anyone, any or whether it's just an investor or someone wanting to get into property development, I probably... Even, and, and I mean, it was in a really good situation that I had great that advantage that I was surrounded by um, great people and uh, and great opportunities. But I feel that I, I, even myself, knowing the starting point, how to go to take the next step, you, you sometimes feel stuck. Um, 
Uh, and I just think if you um, yeah take daily activity and do some do self educate like education and research, uh, yeah that would that be my advice to myself. Just start educating yourself, and then the rest will come. So yeah, daily activity equals success. I think. Spagnelli could always see the bigger picture in terms of his property journey and therefore believe that he could do it all. Something that was holding me back for a little bit, I could see like, the bigger picture but I did, yeah, you got to take baby steps to get there essentially. So. Over the next five years, he hopes to continue helping others who are experiencing the same journey that he has been on. Um, just yeah, seeing where it takes me, doing more projects. Um, and yeah, as I mentioned, my yeah, my, my, yeah uh, primary focus is helping others as well to to experience the same journey. Like sometimes you may take it for granted, like having that knowledge. But um, yeah, I just want to help others to to get get going and get started. And if you don't know where to begin, you know, I'm more than happy to yeah give you a helping hand and and go from there. I guess. So. My last question to you is: How much of this is because of your knowledge, your skill, um, and, and, and you know hard work? Or do you think this is all based on luck? Uh, definitely not luck. I, th- I think luck. The mar- you may have luck in the market, but you've got to be in it to win it. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's hard, it's hard work. You've got to do the research. You've got to get you got to get in there. I guess you've got to get be active. Um, yeah, it's luck. Lucky luck can sort of um, help things along, but um, daily activity. It's um, the compound effect, I guess. So it's just little bits, keep adding up and eventually, yeah, you're a couple of years down the track and you look back and you think, oh, wow, that's just through taking steps along the way and not skipping any steps. He trusts in the process and continues to work harder and harder each day, perfecting his craft and taking it all in. Yeah, it's a learning experience and you, you, you never stop learning and, and, or, or yeah, having new experiences so otherwise... Yeah, it'd sort of be, be boring, wouldn't it? So. Thank you to Anthony Spagnolia, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey and get a copy of this episode guide on the website, head over to propertyinvestory.com forward slash guide. This guide will give you the inside scoop on the little gold nuggets of wisdom all our guests share from their backstory and their overall strategies and philosophies. Plus, you'll get a copy of the advice broken down and shared in a quick and easy to consume format. Just head over to propertyinvestory.com forward slash guide and download it today. Thanks for listening. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.